Hello. Hey. I've been playing Fall Guys. What is this? Which is a free game on PS4. And you are these little, like, lumpy dudes. You're you're a little mm-hmm. lumpy dude. I'm a lumpy dude. And you're in, like, a massive... Uh, you're in, like, a 60-person competition online, you know, with other people controlling lumpy dudes. Mm-hmm. And you go, like, through obstacle courses or, like, through survival, like, little jump avoid the obstacle game sort of thing and it gradually winnows you down till there's like a final round with like 12 or some you know a varying number of people who have to like do the final challenge and one person wins out of all this oh and it's hilarious you like you know you just fall to your death or or all this (laughs) various stuff it's 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 very addicting i was i was surprised with how much time i spent playing with it i was playing this with my friend this week and we just played hundreds of times just over and over <laughs> do they have like good like physics like it looks stupid it looks stupid yeah i was gonna say not really okay, good yeah. physics but like yeah yeah fun. but just like i i would like to watch a lumpy person fall down oh yeah you go those. flying and you get launched and uh That's you good. can like mess with people you can like grab them and stuff like that it's cool <laughs> okay well you know what else is cool what else is cool communist movie night yeah it's back we're taking a different tack, I think, this time, because we're, we're not really, our movie doesn't really, it's not communist, I would say, at all. Nor is it educational. It's not educational. I think you have to take a very <laughs> deliberate approach to, to get educational things from it or to get, like, messages from it. You have to be trying yeah. to some, in some respects, right? You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to watch Robocop and just, like, get it. Well, you gave it away. It's Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't introduce it before you said it. I'm stupid. Yeah, uh, we're <laughs> we're watching <laughs> RoboCop. It's not, you know, an overtly communist movie or anything, but I think that it does have a lot of anti-capitalist, anti-fascist kind of commentary. Yes, I agree. And it's possible to just watch the movie and be like, "Her, her, this is fun, man." <laughs> There's a robo RoboCop, and he. He owns people. It's cool. He's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, look at all the explosions. Um, but there's more to it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know that I paid $3 to rent it because I knew I'd forget to f- stop the free stars trial. <laughs> I was like, $3 is worth me not having to remember this in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And well, by the way, we're watching the, the old version, not the reboot. Man, I forgot there was a reboot whenever... I did too. <laughs> I was Googling some of this stuff. But yeah, the classic 1987, I think, a film by Paul Verhoeven, who also directed uh, Total Recall and Starship Troopers. Kind of, those were in like 90s sci-fi movies. Okay, I haven't seen either, so... They're also good. They also have some of the same kind of messages of anti-capitalism, anti-fascism, anti-imperialism. Cool. He's interesting in that regard what was your i guess big picture let's start big picture what was your overall impression in terms of what you went in thinking and what you came out thinking um well you had prepped me like hey this is going to be pretty cheesy and yeah it was (laughs) i watched it while my husband was in the same room but he was like playing video games but like every now and then he would just hear me like squawk in laughter or just be like what the fuck and just yeah i took notes notes while i watched and it was entertaining i enjoyed it i enjoyed it more than i thought i would yeah i'm notorious for sleeping through action movies Mm -hmm. in fact 
uh, we watched a movie last night. We watched Air Force One because it's one of Kyle's favorite movies. Is that Harrison Ford? Yes, Harrison Ford is the president. Okay. I've never seen it all the way through, ever. Because I, I fall asleep at the exact same time. As soon as there's the shooting starts, I'm out. I'm just like, it's Harrison Ford's very comforting. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, he's got this. I'm not worried. Like, he's gonna <laughs> kick out the Russians on the, he's gonna say, get off my plane. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> I do this with every single Harrison Ford action movie besides Star Wars. Like, I'm almost guaranteed to sleep through it. <laughs> You're just like, he'll, he'll solve it. It's okay. Yeah, he's comforting. <laughs> uh, that's great. I'm the same way with chases in movies. Anytime mm. there's a chase, I'm like, tell me when yeah, they're done. Yeah, go to the chasing. bathroom, they get, get some popcorn. Did they get caught or did they not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nothing exactly. ever happens in them that changes the plot. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's fine. Catch me up later. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so, you thought, so you enjoyed it more than you thought I you did. Would. I did enjoy it. It was, it was cool. funny and it was, well, I don't, it didn't like, it wasn't trying to be funny, I don't think, but it was funny. I think there's an element to it that kind of, tries to make some of the violence so ridiculous that it is kind of funny. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay, I could see that. I'm not going to lie. I fast forward through a few of the gory parts because that's just not for mm-hmm. me. Fair enough. I don't know. that Because that's something that plays in the other films too. So maybe that's why I'm mm. reading that into it. But it, it is, it's kind of like almost a satire of American action movies there. Okay. Like, I, I could see that. You want to you want to kind of get into it. Yeah. Some of the topics we'll be touching on in RoboCop that the movie explores are themes of corporate culture and like corporate power yep. in our society. Uh, gentrification is kind of the main yeah. the main driver behind some of it. Police militarization, uh, the military industrial complex, sure. and even American foreign policy is all kind of critiqued yeah. in this film one way or another. That's true. Okay, first off. <laughs> They start with this very good 80s news intro. I love it. Here's my question. This is, mm-hmm. what the fuck year is it? Oh, in, in the movie. When is it set? <laughs> because they never say it, as far as I know. I have just a lot of commentary on that. I think it's just set in a dystopian future. Okay. It doesn't really, I don't think they ever say in the movie. Okay, so they're going from 1987, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of souped up stuff. You would imagine yeah. it'd be like 2020 or something, 2027. I really, I couldn't tell because what bothered me is that like culturally it was exactly the 80s. Like the fashion was yeah. 80s, the hair, uh-huh. everything. The cars even, like the shape of cars were still 80s. Everything yeah. except for like bits of technology were 80s. So maybe that's maybe this is the point. an intentional thing. Like, yeah, there's... Nothing new is really happening, a stagnant culture, mm. but just just raw material advancement sort of thing. But there's no okay. advancement past that. I could, could see that. be reading too much into that. But <laughs> Even if you think about like the architecture of most of the buildings, they just sort of look like rundown 80s buildings, except for like the corporation building. Um, that mm-hmm. one had like the big fancy elevator. It uh, makes sense, though, if you think about it. Like, okay, so if, like a completely capitalist culture like the hyper capitalist mm-hmm. doesn't really have a you know, an incentive to have any sort of non-profitable advancements so, right so anything that you can market is good but just like aesthetic changes for their sake isn't necessarily going to get you anything it's not going to market test well it's not you're not do you have no reason to be avant-garde about anything i guess that's true i guess what i was thinking i took it more as this one company ocp is like so 
I mean, OP, that they're the only ones with new mm-hmm. technology. They're the only ones who have the ability to innovate. Ooh. They are kind of everywhere, right? Yeah. At some point, they mention uh, that they're in hospitals. They're in... Mm. Oh, I wrote this. When he's given his presentation, he talks about all this shit that hospitals, space. prisons, space exploration. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They might be... I mean, they're in charge of the police, too. Yeah. So, they they might be have such a heavy hand that they don't really need to introduce new elements. It's all branded like OCP style. Yeah. Because I was thinking you were saying that like, it's not marketable to like have aesthetics. I'm like, well, maybe it's just because like I was raised as a woman, but like, Ooh, aesthetics are marketable. (laughs) Like they, they are constantly (laughs) trying to get me to buy shit. Fair enough. Yeah. So back to the news intro. (laughs) Uh, The news intro, three minutes to get you up to date in the news. (laughs) I like that. Quick, easy, painless, shallow news. Yes. <laughs> a three minutes news. They anticipated, I guess, like our kind of more modern bite-sized news culture. Yeah. I mean, now it's like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but think you're going from like the hour news program, nightly news program mm-hmm, to, to just a three minute. Three minutes. Yeah. But yeah, this is kind of to set the scene of the culture that we're looking at. They mentioned in one of the news stories that South Africa is still in an apartheid government. Yeah. You know, they still they still have that going on. They have the Star Wars orbiting peace platform. Yes. What the heck? And the yeah. president was on it, right? He, yeah, the president and his staff went to, like, hang out on it. <laughs> went to space. You know what that's referencing? Um, is it Star Wars? Yeah, like the defense program. Like the, the 80s ones, not the 70s movies. Right, yeah, yeah. The, the Reagan's yeah. Strategic Defense Initiative or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're... I think later on they have a story where it, like, kills a bunch of people. Yes, I loved that. Very good peace platform you have. It sets 10,000 acres on fire with a laser cannon. Two former presidents lived there and they died. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they killed 113 people and two ex-presidents. Like, also some important (laughs) people died. (laughs) Uh, One of the things I liked on it were the ads. Yes, the ads are very good. The, like... The heart, they had like a synthetic heart you could buy. Yeah. You could pick your brand, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. They offered extended warranties, financing. <laughs> they qualified for a health tax credit. Oh, God. It's, it was hilarious. It's too real. And remember, we care. <laughs> I totally believe it. Um, also, just the graphics of this this whole movie was very good. Even just the title, zooming in, just like, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. For sure. What were some other ads that they had throughout this movie? They were pretty good. Uh, the board game. Yes, that was hilarious. The space battleship one. Uh-huh. It's basically battleship, but with like nukes, right? Well, yeah, and and just like geopolitics or something. The one guy was like... It looks like a combo of like risk and battleship. Yeah. The, guy, the dad was like, no more military aid, mister, or something like that. <laughs> uh, oh, also the car ad with the dinosaur. Oh, <laughs> That was hilarious, because it was like the biggest car ever. The Sucks, the 6000 SUX. (laughs) Very good. That car was ugly. It just looked like a regular ass sedan. It did, yeah. It It didn't even look that big. It had eight miles a gallon or something, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. All this kind of keeps you in the feel of the sort of society that you're looking at. You know, it gives you Mm -hmm. the smaller pieces, the everyday touches that that make you understand kind of what people are going through or living in, you know? I think so. I I think going back to 
it's not you can tell through these ads that it's not just a you know regular 80s time it's like this is a different culture it's a super consumerist culture and yeah yeah that's kind of where we are right now so yeah i really liked these like news breaks and ads i thought they were pretty interesting it's a cool device i, th- I thought so too what is it what is the news program advance mean like it's as a plot point right not just ads it's uh, oh the uh the initial criminal story uh Boddicker and his gang they did something mm. they killed a cop and he apparently had killed a lot of cops or something okay and he was that was like the main news story that was we're the actual about. news story yeah <laughs> i got so distracted by the cool robo heart <laughs> yeah his gang or whatever was uh was wanted for like a robbery and killing a cop or two cops or something or putting them in the hospital maybe yeah they were recovering and they said, you know, oh, he's killed this many police officers, blah, blah, blah. That sort of thing. Okay. Clarence Boddicker was the main. <laughs> what kind of guy. bad guy name is Clarence? Cla- he was all, he's, it's, it's played by. Yes. The guy from that 70s show. Yeah. Uh, Red's dad or whatever. Right? No, his name uh, is Red, I thought. His name is Red. Okay. Yeah. Kurtwood Smith is the actor. Oh, well, he was very good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I also thought it was weird that he had like a scarf. He was a very fashionista for a, a criminal. <laughs> he was just, you know, trying to look good. Aesthetics matter. Yeah. He understood that. So, yeah, that's how they set the scene. And then I guess we go right to Murphy's first day, right? Yes. My first note on the police station scene was uh, true to form, all caps, boobs. <laughs> because they go through the <laughs> locker room and there's just the women are sharing the same locker room. Oh, yeah. They have the co-ed locker room and everyone's just kind of just out jiving yeah and it's no big deal they do have the one guy chirp in with talking about a strike i saw that and he's like we gotta go on strike blah 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 and then you know the management walks in and they're like yeah what's fucking wrong with you you know (laughs) yeah that was interesting which brings up the topic of unions and whether police should have them so what's up with that i hear their unions are bad they shouldn't have them okay they're the only bad type of union I guess if you had like a slave owners union, that would also be bad, but <laughs> that would be bad. The only bad type of union that exists is a police union. Yeah. Those are bad because they protect cops. Yeah. That, that's really all they're there for. Protect police interests, make it harder to pass any reforms that make the police less bad. Definitely make it harder to abolish the police. So yeah, they make it harder to like prosecute officers and stuff like that. Right. Yep. Aren't, don't they like also if someone reports on a fellow cop, they like fucking do not deal with that well. Yeah. They don't like rats. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, best case scenario, you end up like just out of that department and yeah. get to live the rest of your life alive. There's just weird stuff happens to people who yeah. report on other cops. Imagine that. It's almost like a gang or something. <laughs> yeah. But that does suck whenever you're talking about like not liking cops and someone's like, well, you don't like their union. They have a union. So I thought you liked unions. <laughs> <laughs> okay there's exceptions to everything we speak the english language there's like 30 million exceptions in the english language like there exceptions <laughs> don't make a system bad and exactly. our you know support for unions can have exceptions and the big one is police unions i agree murphy's first day also sees him witness some casual police brutality yeah yeah pretty cool beating up this dude in the this i mean I think it's a suspect. I guess it could be someone convicted, but usually those people are in prison already. It seems like just some schmuck they pulled off the street, you know? Yeah. And it didn't seem like it was for anything like that big of a deal. 
Lewis, his female partner, mm, yeah, yeah, get just like owns the dude. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, "Good job, but cool, cool fight." Yeah, Murphy's like, "That's pretty neat." It's it's just some some casual violence here and kind of throughout that the police are inflicting on just people in the city that they're you know supposed to be protecting or whatever. Yep. Like okay, <laughs> not surprising. Yeah, and clearly like. Murphy and Lewis are set up to be the protagonists, so it's just weird. And one way more so than the other, like, Lewis is just there as an appendage to Murphy the whole time. I have a lot of notes on how he treats her, too. Mm -hmm. Immediately, they get assigned partners, and he's all, like, cocky about it, like, "Hmm, okay. And they go out to the car, and he's just, she's like, I should drive until you know where you're going. And he's just like, no, I got it. (laughs) I always drive. Yeah. yeah. I drive when I'm training a new partner. And it's just like, fuck off, man. Like, this is your first fucking day here. Like, you don't know where to go. Yeah. He's from a completely different precinct and all that. And he's like, "Uh, I'm I'm a better driver. Ugh. Yeah. Stupid. She's always, like, played as just completely second to him. Also, always chewing gum. Oh, yeah, I guess so. That's her thing. (laughs) (laughs) But she doesn't really have any, even the moments that she does shine in a way, they're all related to Murphy. No, yeah, she has no, like, agency or personality of her own. (laughs) She's just Murphy's friend. I don't think this is an attempt to be a commentary on anything. I think this is just Verhoeven just doing that. I think, yeah, I think it's just the 80s. Just normal sexism in movies. Just run of the mill sexism. Don't think it's a satire of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he gets his start. They they ride off, right? And then mm-hmm. I think it cuts to the to the boardroom meeting. Yes, of OCP. What does that stand for again? Omni Consumer Products. <laughs> that sounds ominous. So, well, also when you said maybe they're in control of everything. Yeah, it sounds Omni, like it. <laughs> you know? Uh, also, their logo is terrible. I just want to point that out. It's not good yeah it took me forever to decipher i was like where's the p like it it took me a long time and it's too busy or kind of close like congested yeah that logo would never reduce so pro tip if you're making a logo first off hire somebody (laughs) secondly if you are making a logo you got hired to do that it has to be visible able to read and not get clogged up at like at least one inch really you want it to be able to reduce down to like half inch Mm -hmm. if it's too busy then you won't be able to do that. Makes sense. This one, definitely too busy. So here we're introduced to some of the corporate executive people. Bob Morton is one of the main ones. Bob's in there. with. They're like right up on top of each other in this little tiny elevator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little capsule elevator. Yeah, yeah, a capsule. That's a good way to describe it. And they're like all up in each other's business. One of my best friends in high school played this game whenever she watches a movie. And there's two male characters who get all up in each other's faces, as male characters tend to do. She will just quietly mutter, kiss. <laughs> it's very good. And I do that to this day. There are several moments in RoboCop that are good for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of homoeroticism. Oh, man. Uh, so they're, they're all up on each other. And it's Bob Morton, Johnson, and some other guy. I don't remember the other guy's name. Okay. I don't know. He's not long for this world, though. Um, oh, yeah. The guy that dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't remember his name. They're like arguing or something, and he's like, Dick Jones, you got to watch out for that guy. He's an asshole, yeah. you know? Uh, a real shark is what the what the one guy says. <laughs> a real shark. And Bob Morton calls him a twerp. <laughs> he's like, who asked you, you little twerp? And I'm like, twerp? What? 
What is? Are you Gary from Pokemon? <laughs> Jeez. I love it. That was very stupid of an insult. And then they sit down and they have the big the conversation about what their evil plan is. Lots of good 80s fashion here. Just for a quick note on that. Big collars, striped shirts, suspenders, just a lot. Everything you love about the 80s or don't love about it, it's here. <laughs> the main guy, they only ever refer to him as the old man. And the main guy, but the guy in charge. Yeah, he, does he have a name? I don't know it. Um, I think even in the credits, he might he may be credited <laughs> as the old man. Oh, that's funny. And he sits them down and tells them what's what's going to be happening. And he just says famously, old Detroit has a cancer. The cancer is crime. <laughs> cool. And I thought that was interesting because it's like, okay, you know, they're presenting crime as this cancer that's got to be eradicated, you know. But like crime isn't just something that just oh man you know it's a rainy day there's just some crime happened like it doesn't just happen yeah i mean it's it's not a cancer because it's like you didn't do anything to get that cancer you know (laughs) most of the time people carry it out so when you're saying cancer has to be eradicated you know crime has to be eradicated you're saying that people who commit that have to be removed you know and yeah who are often poor desperate mentally ill marginalized and a combination of any of those and especially the way they're describing it Um, You're kind of having to clear out entire areas of the city to build, like in their case, build this new Delta City thing, like their new project. They have to clear out the old and bring in this new fancy stuff. Yeah, it's not like they're doing it just like, oh, we wanted to make it safer. It's like, no, it's so we can build a new mega city on top of it. Yeah, it's like an exaggerated version of gentrification. You know, gentrification is essentially the same thing. You want to clear out... Places that have been deliberately neglected and places where poor and minority populations live so that you can fancy it up for rich white people and make money, real estate developers and stuff. It's just like a more in-your-face version of that, basically. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's more obvious. Because usually gentrification, I feel like, is hidden under this veil of like small business and like, oh, it's just a neighborhood coffee shop. And, right. And yeah. developing, you know, ostensibly for the people who live there, mm-hmm. but actually attempting to drive out the people who live there and replace them with people who can pay you more money. Yeah, because your rent's going to go way the fuck up and no one can afford to live there anymore. Yeah. And what they're doing instead of doing that nice middle step is, ju- is just saying, yeah, we're actually trying to get <laughs> get people out. Yeah. I guess sort of they couch it, though. They, there's... In, ter- in terms of their anti-crime, you know, or tough on crime stuff, they're kind of saying like, oh, we'll keep the city safe. <laughs> but they also very baldly want to build their new new Detroit Delta City thing. Yeah. They also, they mentioned the, the strike here too, the potential police strike. They, they get pissed uh, about the police talking about a strike, basically. They're just like, oh, they better not fucking do that. You know, shocker. Shockingly, they are against it. <laughs> Dick Jones gets to give his gets to give his presentation, mm, and this is where he talks about like here's all the stuff that one company should not all be involved in, <laughs> or any company. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's like OCP. Oh, we're in hospitals, prisons, and space exploration. Oh. Hospitals should not be privatized. Prisons should not be privatized. No. Space exploration should not be privatized. None of those things. But here it is, and they're all in one lovely one lovely corporate entity. 
I mean, it's gross the way he puts it because he's like, yeah, these traditionally nonprofit sectors, like we're killing it in there. And it's like, yeah, because you're basically holding people hostage. Like you have to have those things. And yeah, it, it ties into his his phrase. Uh, I say good business is where you find it. Oof. Okay. And it, yeah, it's, that's very cringe because like, okay, war. What about war? Is that good business? You know? Yeah. I mean, they're blatantly into that too. Yeah. Uh, impoverishing people, trafficking people enslaving people are these these could all be profitable ventures like, uh-huh <laughs> uh you, you have a problem doing that <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure they don't the no thing. they wouldn't yeah but okay yeah he unveils his his <laughs> masterpiece here <laughs> the stop motion yeah every time this fucking robot was on screen i lost my shit like i would like force kyle to look up from his raid and be like no 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 you gotta see this <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic it's epic it's ed 209 the enforcement droid series 209 what is it it's like a bipedal Mm -hmm. big robot like twice maybe twice the height of somebody yeah maybe 1.5 but yeah very big very wide and heavily armed it's got like a machine gun situation on it it's also got missiles we'll find out later (laughs) (laughs) but uh he he tries to do this demonstration with uh the nameless the Maybe he has a name in the movie, but we didn't catch it. The guy in the elevator from before. Kind of low-ranking fellow. Mm, yeah. And it gives him a gun, and he's like, point this. You know, use this gun in a threatening manner. And he points it at uh, Dick Jones. He's like, no, asshole. I put, point it at the robot. Oh, yeah. When he does, Ed 209's like, drop the weapon. <laughs> you have 20 seconds to comply. So I had subtitles on for this movie, because I, I like doing that. If it's mm-hmm. something I'm trying to pay attention to so I can catch more. And they definitely subtitled the robot's growls, which why does a robot need to growl? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, for its primary purpose, which is intimidation. I I guess. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just I just looked it up. Apparently it was a full scale model. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was stop motion animation. It was just a full scale dude. That had to be crazy. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, He drops the gun and Ed 209's like. I told you, drop the weapon. You know, it like just keeps thinking he has a a gun, and he panics. Everyone panics and tries to get him away from them. Yeah, the, so bad. The robot just guns him down, like over the top. Multi, just keep shooting him, and he collapses, splayed out, bloody mess on the model of Delta City. Oh yeah, right in the model too. Like a sacrifice to to their project or something you know it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) and then what does the old man say to that he's like pissed you know and he gets dick jones over there and he's like i'm very disappointed damn what a dad move (laughs) (laughs) disappointed disappointed not like appalled that someone was killed in front of him in his fucking boardroom dick jones's response is i'm sure it's only a a A glitch glitch, a temporary setback (laughs) yeah very cool glitch Hey, I'm like, dude, you think he's going to get up in a little while? Like, he's going to yeah. be fine? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that one person was like, call the paramedics. I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do with this guy? Like, <laughs> he's just more. ground meat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, like, the no, the suits don't care about that. No, not at all. They're, they're just mad that, like, the schedule is off. Yeah, he starts talking about the deadline, the interest payments, you know, and all that. He's like, we're scheduled for this. Like, we've got to meet that <laughs> deadline. This, he's not like... I've got to call this person's family or anything. <laughs> None of that. No remorse. Nothing. I think it's uh, kind of a crude portrayal here. 
over the top and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I don't think that it really is too far from kind of the fundamental mechanics of like an Amazon or an Apple or a Nestle or one of these big corporations. Yeah. What they do, they make, you know, sure, as individuals in the company, they may be concerned about stuff and environmental impact or, or the conditions that their workers labor under or something. Uh, they might be disappointed in the bad things that they cause. <laughs> But like their actual concern as an entity, not like the individuals. I don't care mm-hmm. if they're good people, whatever, whatever. But as an entity, they actually do only care for the bottom line. Yeah, it's like their impacts, their negative impacts are so far removed from them also that like they mm-hmm. don't have to see it. You know, they're, yeah. are, they aren't getting these people murdered in front of them by a giant robot. It's like, oh, <laughs> no, they're like, you know, dying out in fields or whatever. So like, I don't have to see that or sweatshops, etc. Exactly. Which I think is kind of the power, you know, one of the more powerful things about this movie is it distills and makes crude and obvious what is more subtle in the background in our world. When they leave, Bob Morton is like fucking celebrating because <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he takes the opportunity to get his RoboCop thing greenlit. You yes. Know? And then he's like, fuck yeah, I'm in the big leagues now. You know, the, oh, there was an opening and I went for it. And I'm just like, what it's the It's monstrous. Like, Absolutely you just, monstrous. <laughs> you just watched someone get gunned down. You literally just talked to this guy in the elevator. And now you're just like crowing because his death gave you an opportunity. Yeah. And then Johnson, you know, does some more foreshadowing. And he's like, watch out for Dick Jones, man. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, I wonder what. I don't know. I'm like, I wonder what this guy like is capable of that. He's got everybody so scared of him, you know? Yeah. Right. We'll find out. Back to Murphy. Back to Murphy. Um, he does his cool gun flip move. Oh yeah. (laughs) Does some gun twirling like he's in a Western. So he says it's because his kid like watches a cop show. (laughs) TJ laser. (laughs) Oh yeah. They show that later. Which is just a great name. Yeah, so I'm like, well, cop cop propaganda still going strong. It is later on they show him in another news segment going to a going to an elementary school and talking to the kids mm-hmm. there, you know. Yeah, that was freaky. I didn't like it. Good little in person bit of it. Incidentally that he went to Lee Iacocca Elementary School, which is he was a an industrialist, like a mm. like a auto manufacturer guy. Oh, okay. Like in he was like a auto executive and i think they were just trying to say like it's consumerist you know but yeah he's he's doing that he does the gun twirling (laughs) and then shortly thereafter they both litter yes whenever they get their coffee and they're just like bye they drink the coffee they get the call like oh there's a crime going on they go into they just throw their coffee cups on the ground and i'm like you guys are cops what the hell (laughs) fucking assholes (laughs) pieces of shit well, Ed 209 would light you up for that. Oh, Ed 209 would not <laughs> accept that. <laughs> All right. They're pursuing suspects, right? Mm-hmm. And they immediately start shooting? They immediately start shooting in such an over-the-top way that, like, you cannot help but see it. Like, he gets two pistols and leans yeah. out the window yeah. to do this. It's amazing. What the hell? <laughs> A suspect, and you're just, uh, you know, <laughs> lighting them up. You know nothing about what they did besides, I gotta get them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, protect and serve, man. 
they have a gunfight and stuff. It turns out to be, what's his name? I mean, I keep calling him Red in my head. <laughs> Boddicker. Boddicker. I like to call him Clarence. That's a nice name. Yeah, Clarence works, yeah. And it turns out him and his very multicultural gang criminals. He really, yeah, he has representation. I don't remember. One of them gets hurt. And he's like, can oh. you fly, Bobby? <laughs> yeah. And then he throws him on his windshield. It's ridiculous. What do the cops do? They keep going. Back up, sling that guy on the ground and keep going. They did not give a shit. That's someone else's problem, you know, just like the coffee cups before. They just <laughs> see ya. Ugh. They follow this guy to like this abandoned factory area. Mm-hmm. Very the, like, spooky. Former, yeah, the like former industrial zone that's been deindustrial. You know, it's in the 80s. You're still kind of finishing off this deindustrialization of America. The jobs, the manufacturing mm-hmm. is still the last of it's getting put overseas. And so you have this kind of hollowed out husk of what America, I guess, used to be. And that's now where Boddicker and his gang are. That's where they're hiding out. It's revealed that they have stolen this money and they're going to use it to buy stuff to make cocaine. And then the guy's like, why don't we just steal more money? We got the money. Why do we you know, need to do that? <laughs> and I love it. The henchman responds, uh, well, there's no better way to steal money than free enterprise. <laughs> That's good. I was like, whoa. He he gets it. <laughs> so, yeah, they, like, sneak in. Lewis, yeah, she sneaks up on a guy who's, like, peeing or whatever. And, like, he he pulls a gun on her. And, or no. Yeah. And he ends up, like, pushing her off this platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's out. And then it's down to Murphy. Murphy has to try to save the day. He surprises the one guy who's watching TV. Mm-hmm. Which is the first time that we see <laughs> this horrible show. Yeah. Which is actually does have a, a name or what. I don't know if it appears in the film. I don't know if I caught it there, but I was reading about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called It's Not My Problem. It's Not My Problem. <laughs> and the host guy. Yeah. Who was terrible. Oh, obnoxious. just really gross. Just sleazy motherfucker. Old guy with glasses and like, or I guess maybe maybe like 60s or 70s, maybe. Yeah, glasses and like big mustache. He's just like, and looks sweaty and just completely gross. Name is Bixby Snyder. Bixby Snyder. In the in the universe or whatever. What a villain. It's the stupidest show. I never, I like, I thought it was a porn every time it came on. Because like, there's always these like big busty ladies there and, like, they would make some, like, either bad joke or, like, I don't know. I think there was a pie involved at one point. Yeah, he takes a cake yes. and smashes it on her. Yeah, and then he always goes, something. I'd buy that for a dollar. Like, that was his catchphrase. Everybody just, like, loses it. They all laugh. It's the funniest fucking thing. They're, they're just like, ha, ha, ha. Like, they, they, <laughs> they don't just, <laughs> like, they find it riotously funny. It's so weird. I mean, I, I like that as a cultural commentary, but like it, it's very, it was gross to watch for some reason. Yeah, it's very gross to watch. There's some cool kind of backstory to that. Tell me. There's a deleted scene from, I guess it's a news spot or something, but apparently the host of that show, Bixby Snyder, got convicted for exchanging sexual favors from underage co-stars for wow. a spot on his show. Wow, 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 wow. So he is a creep. We were right on that. And then in an unproduced sequel to the movie, they had like this same screenwriter and everything for that Mm -hmm. 
unproduced sequel. And then they, they did a different sequel from that, like someone else wrote it. Oh, okay. This guy's script, which was called RoboCop 2, The Corporate Wars, was set Ooh. 25 years later. Snyder, the actor in that show, yeah, uh, had become, get this, president of the United States. Oh, my God. It's too real. I hate it. <laughs> get me out of here. So, I mean, that was. Mm, prescient. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you have this ridiculous TV show that this guy was laughing at. Long story short, Murphy gets caught. He gets shot the fuck up. He gets brutally. I fast forwarded. Um, Yeah, Boddicker shoots his hand off or somebody does. Yeah, I think it's Boddicker first. Yeah. And then he's just like, go go, get him. And they just, they light him up and he's all like splayed out and destroyed. And they're laughing. It's nasty. And he dies. Yeah, super dies. He gets shot in the head, dies, uh, basically dies. He's not technically, okay, so like she comes up and, and mm-hmm. helps him or whatever, right? And then the next scene, he's like on a gurney. Yeah, so it's from his perspective. So he's guess I guess he's not dead. He, he didn't he get shot in the head, though, that last one? He gets shot in the head. But then they're like doing the thing from his perspective in the hospital and like trying to revive, not revive him from the dead, but like keep him stable or something stabilize mm-hmm. him they're doing the chest thingy yeah and i'm like i guess i don't know enough about medical <laughs> stuff because like why wasn't this dude already dead but yeah i thought like yeah head's the way to go if you're trying to do one and done <laughs> yeah that was confusing but he ends up dying in the hospital mm-hmm. and the next scene that we get starts the slow process of his his resurrection the death and resurrection of RoboCop. Um, uh, there was a line in there by Johnson who says something like, well, he signed the release form when he joined the force. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. They said he's legally dead. We can do whatever we want. What the fuck was this release form? Guys, read whatever you sign. Okay. <laughs> no. Don't, don't get turned into a RoboCop. See, we've all signed this away anytime that you use a product that you signed the user agreement user agreement to (laughs) like if you die while scrolling through instagram or whatever they have the legal rights to your body you know (laughs) yeah you'll become part of the algorithm (laughs) that's why it's so intuitive yeah oh god but yeah i like that about release forms another just completely psycho thing that happens is when they're describing like how he sustained with the paste with the like oh yeah paste johnson yeah, takes so some of that and he's like it tastes like baby food <laughs> and he just and like, he loves it, it. <laughs> yeah it's so gross what's wrong with you johnson <laughs> i'm worried about you johnson i don't know if we actually mentioned this but like ocp like owns the police i don't know if we've ever explicitly said that obviously they use these release forms like to then coerce people not even coerce force dead people into this program yeah that's a good point that was when um dick jones was giving his initial presentation or whatever or something no no no. that was in the news story originally that yes, ocp right. now owns and operates the the detroit police detroit force police. yeah so yeah you're right uh we might not have mentioned that earlier i guess yeah i guess they can harvest whoever they want from there right because they did say yeah at the Whenever, what's his name, Bob was talking, he's like, now we just have to wait for a poor sucker to volunteer. And it's like, well, not so much volunteers <laughs> get killed. Yeah. Unless that's what he meant by volunteer. Volunteer with quotes around it. Yeah. yeah. 
But on the other hand, he did volunteer because of freedom of contract. He had the right not to sign that release form and to not be a police officer, not get paid, not get a living. Exactly. Right. If he didn't. Yeah. If he didn't want to do that. Oh my God. So free market. (laughs) Free market. Freedom. Remember capitalism equals freedom. (sighs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) So yeah, they, they start bringing him back and like, it's all from his perspective. He has very terrible video quality. Um, I feel bad for him. It's It's like all stripey. It's low res, man. This is, this doesn't (laughs) even make it up to 480p or whatever. Yeah, realistically, his visor should have been like bowed out like a <laughs> like a CRT, the box TV. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it was really striped. <laughs> it was bad. He gets his and when they boot him up and everything, you see his prime directives. Yes. Ooh, and there. Okay, go through. He's got serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law, and mystery. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Classified, actually, I think it says. What does public trust mean? Well, so, I mean, that would just be like the public interest, the public good, you know. My question, I guess, is if this is designed to be your ultimate cop, do cops do this? (laughs) No. (laughs) And, like, even the way he interacts with people, like, not really. Like, he's protecting... He does protecting the innocent fairly well. I mean... Yeah, he does that. But he also does... He does not protect the the criminals at all. And like, yeah, upholding say, the law, that would be called because everybody has due process through the legal system. Doesn't do that part very well. <laughs> no, no. He just fucking takes them out. Like, doesn't give a shit, man. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's like, I don't know, man. This is a pretty positive... <laughs> Uh, view of what cops do um, yeah they should have had protect property on there as number one <laughs> we'll get to where that one is in the directive so we will we will <laughs> i also theorize that they just picked an actor with a very good chin because that's all of what you can see of him for most of the movie peter weller yeah i mean i think that's why they picked him is because he has a distinctive jawline and that's how lewis could recognize him he also i will give him this considering that he's only acting like a a robot human mm-hmm. hybrid thing. He's pretty good at like carrying off like jerky inhuman yes. motions and stuff. Yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job. I agree. Oh, one more note that I just kind of thought of on this, on the prime directives conversation. Verhoeven might not have intended for this to happen, but you look at these, uh, these first three and a lot of people would agree if they're vaguely pro cop or, just mainstream about it and like think, you know, cops are kind of a necessary thing. They would say, yeah, you know, ideally that's what we want our cops to do. Serve the public trust, Mm -hmm. protect the innocent, uphold the law. That sounds like a good guy making sure that no one gets hurt and society can function. Right. Mm -hmm. On the surface, that's what people would want their law enforcement to do. The fourth directive that will eventually reveal though, is the actual true like thing behind it. And it negates the other three. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I, maybe that's the commentary that's being made here is on the surface, this is what cops are supposed to do, but they all have this hidden fourth directive. Yeah. Especially when they start getting privatized yeah. and militarized. Yep. So anyway, yeah, he gets, he gets booted up. We see the scene with him at the gun range. I like the scene where... Oh, yeah. 
He just like demolishes that target. Yeah, he's got his his big his big uh humongous gun that he's firing out there. <laughs> I do not think you're supposed to stick your head out whenever you're in a gun range. <laughs> no. Everybody was just like just look turn around looking like they almost leaned over into the other guys like yeah like the lane or whatever yeah not safe gun uh (laughs) manners or whatever gun safety yeah and this is where lewis first spots his gun twirling yes he does the flippy she knows something's up he gets sent out into the world to go stop crime yep bob when he, when they do that, Bob tells him, "Go get him, boy." He does he say boy? Yeah, like he's a dog. Oh God! And of course, you know, cops are the enforcement arm of capital. I mean, in they they are the dogs are of dogs. people who send them out there. That's kind of unfair to dogs, but uh, I mean, you know, they get commanded to go out there and do these things for people. Yeah, I think that was unfair to dogs. My dogs offended. Not all dogs. No, not all dogs. Um, let's see. So yeah, he goes out in his first beat, and he the first crime is a, a convenience store robbery, mm-hmm. and they have that fucking TV show on again. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, this guy like holds up a a gas station or whatever. Or I guess it's not a gas station; it's just a convenience store. Mm-hmm. And he Robocop comes in, fucking Looney Tunes this guy's gun. By that I mean he takes it and bends it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> my thing that stuck out to me in this scene was when the guy sees you know robocop's like stop you're under arrest blah blah mm-hmm. the guy's like fuck me and starts <laughs> shooting at him and he's just like fuck me fuck me it's like over and over again he's saying this and i'm like thinking all right the guy should not be robbing a convenience store but i just imagine like how'd he get to this point in his life where he's robbing a convenience store? It's never yeah. the best idea. It's never a good option. So when you're down to that, you don't see people with good lives robbing convenience stores. You don't. It's true. And he's presumably going to pull it off, presumably going to get some money and, you know, get to score or do whatever. And then he runs into this guy and he's like, fuck me. Like what could, <laughs> what else could go over this? This of course would happen to me, you know? Yeah. And now, you know, this happens. He can't catch a break. I don't know. To me, it was like you hear his desperation, desperation. in his voice. Yeah, he's yeah. like, fuck. Which, again, I mean, don't go rob convenience stores. Yeah, that's not nice. Not a good choice. But I just thought, on the other hand, like, damn, dude, like, it must constantly go badly for this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he looney tunes his gun and then, like, shoves him into, like, a freezer or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> destroys their cooler. <laughs> yeah, not cool. And leaves, right? He leaves. He doesn't even apprehend him. He just like, done, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's um, the, the criminal justice part of this doesn't seem to factor in. People don't get arrested very often. No, he just, like, beats up criminals, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> the primary thing is to terrorize petty criminals into not doing any more petty crime. And, of course, thereby the wider population. I mean, these people who now saw this guy get shoved through. Yeah, they're like, I'm not going to fucking do any crimes. Yeah. You know, it's it's shock and awe before that was a thing. He stops an attempted rape attempt in the most horrifying way by shooting through. So, like, they are, like, holding the victim. Like, they have, like, a knife up to her. Like, don't come any closer. So, he shoots through her skirt to, like, get the guy in the dick. It's insane. Right, right in the dick. 
tells her to get to go get a rape kit or something or yeah he, he directs her to a rape crisis center which i'm like go. hey that's i guess good yeah, i thought that was nice <laughs> yeah again he does not seem to haul anybody in <laughs> no he doesn't arrest anyone doesn't get the medical attention um presumably that guy just oh yeah out. that guy uh, just dies dies of dick wounds <laughs> yeah i mean not a terrible person for that to happen to yeah that guy sucked for sure it's just okay again you, you didn't really do cop stuff there yeah, I mean, on one hand, I'm against incarceration, but also, like, that seems like it's your job. <laughs> yeah, uphold the law, and like we said, that means due process, put them yeah. through the legal system. Instead of just beating them the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I think that's where he gets, he ends up in the hostage situation. Yes. Right? So, yeah, this guy's holed up in, like, City Hall, and he, it's because he lost an election, right? Yeah, he's he's now a former councilman. He lost his election, and so now he's holding the mayor and his staff hostage up there in City Hall. He makes a list of demands, and he's like, well, I want to be, I want my old job back, and I want a new car. I want the, the whatever one they're advertising. Yeah, the, the SUX, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they start distracting him by, like, talking about, like, what kind of mileage and shit. Yeah. yeah I want cruise control. <laughs> And so, yeah, Robocop gets up there. He punches through a fucking wall to get to him and then punches him out the building. He crashes through the window and hits the ground the whole time. Like Whenever they show, they first show kind of like him falling down and then show him on the ground. And you see uh, a camera guy tracking his move, just and then like just showing him like hit the ground or whatever. And it's just like, man, that's. That it's it's gruesome. That's a very gruesome thing to be watching and also televising. But yeah. I'm sure this society probably doesn't see it as too over the top or anything or too indecent. Probably not. Yeah, you can't just punch a guy out of a building. <laughs> <laughs> That's law and order, man. He won't okay. he won't be committing crimes anymore. I guess not. <laughs> but yeah, no arrest again. That's also an easy person to arrest. Once you've punched and grabbed him through a wall, he's not going to do anything. He's a little <laughs> exactly. former councilman guy. Like, you've got he's him. He's taking his gun away. Like, does <laughs> does Robocop even own cuffs? I don't know. Probably not. I don't not. think he does. I've never seen him in the movie. We, so. see him haul, well, we see him haul one person off later, but I don't know if he cuffs him. So, yeah, that's his first his first foray into first night patrolling on the, job. the streets. Yeah. <laughs> no arrests. Lots of... Uh, violence uh he makes a big scene though i mean you know people know about him at that point yeah we get another news break they show him at that school telling kids to stay out of trouble (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he's so scary i would be terrified of him if i were a kid i'm terrified of him now but in the society maybe you're not terrified of him maybe you think he's cool because because they were criminals well because yeah because they're criminals because you're kind of taught like to follow like the corporate bylaws or whatever the hell mm-hmm. governs this place yeah right and to worship maybe the police or something maybe there's enough propaganda out there to yeah tj laser yeah <laughs> i love that name so much uh so the next scene i've got something on is when they're in the bathroom yes um i have a question yeah was that stall doorless was that a doorless toilet stall i don't think so i think it had just like a taller door than we saw this is actually an american thing that stalls in america like have the gap at the bottom 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas other countries are civilized enough to have like gapless stalls, which is crazy. I wish we had those. I wish we did too. I don't need to see all that. Okay, because I could, from the perspective, I was really confused. Like, is this guy just shitting out in the open? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, he was though shitting and everyone knew it was him in there. I don't know if he yeah. has routinely bad shit. So <laughs> Hello, what? everyone. But every but like when he start when they start talking shit about Dick Jones, yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, fuck!" And they, they all like, run away. And that means that they all knew that was Dick Jones in there shitting, right? This is his daily shit shitting hour. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what. Or every time he comes into the bathroom, he goes, I'm Dick Jones and I have to shit. (laughs) (laughs) And so they all, you know, they all flee. And then finally he comes out there and his friend like literally pisses his pants to get away. (laughs) It's insane. And then they have their little, their man to man showdown. This is the names that, that, um, what's his name? Dick Jones says he's been called before. Oh yeah. Yeah. People have called me lots of names. Iron butt, (laughs) boner, (laughs) and asshole. Oh, man. Wow. He's been through a lot. He's a survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's been through some real trauma. I think he he also, though, however, dishes some out on his own. Understandable, given how he's been through so much. He (laughs) called Bob Buddy Boy. (laughs) Buddy Boy. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? You know, what are we... And this... To me, this played into earlier when they called Bob called somebody a twerp. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are they trying to say here with how stupid their insults are with each other? Iron butt and <laughs> all this. Like, is it like they're juvenile? You I was know, gonna they, say, yeah, it reads very much as like juvenile, like male posturing, like the schoolyard, like an extension of mm-hmm. that, like bullies. Okay. Yeah, and I think based on how we see Bob act in the rest of his life, when you go to his home and shit, like. It's very much like, okay, this guy's a fucking idiot who just like... He's a bro. ...is the loudest one in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. He also gets, like we mentioned earlier, really up in his face. They really do. I I definitely muttered kiss at this point, too. He's also like... I think <laughs> Dick Jones is like looking down at his lips at some point when they're like yes, right up on each other. I really other. thought he was going to go for it. And then he grabs his hair. Yes. You know? I was like, Whoa. Um, very, some very homoerotic like tension there. Yeah, I'm um, shipping them. That's why he was so pissed when, you know, by this whole thing is he... He had a crush. That unrequited, yeah. yeah. Uh, at some point they mentioned in their conversation the military contracts that he yeah. had for Ed 209. And he says, who cares if it worked or not? Yes. Oh, I have that quote in all caps in my notes. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I have the quote and then I just have dot, dot, dot. I mean, that one guy did. (laughs) The guy who died cares. Yep. The twerp. He cared. Military contractors and stuff care in as much as they care that things work Mm -hmm. for their products work in as much as they want to please the Department of Defense so they can get more contracts. Yeah, they care so they can sell more. Yeah, but I don't think functionally they care too much as long as it works well enough to get them a contract. Yeah, I would agree. And this is, again a more you know, crass, over-the-top portrayal of something that fundamentally is actually a thing. Yeah. Just not as out in the open. <laughs> what, what do you got next? Next, we go back to like where they're holding Robocop in the police station. And he's like asleep? Yeah, I was going to say, is this like him recharging or I couldn't resting tell. his batteries? Because they, they see what looks like a dream, which like gross. Mm-hmm. They can see his dreams. They can see some nasty shit in there. 
<laughs> yeah, I couldn't, like, is he asleep? Is he charging? I don't know. His fantasies about Ed 209. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't think it was supposed to happen. That's why they had the, like, the little polygraph thing. Mm, that's right. It was random that that happened. Or they, they seemed freaked out like they could they didn't know what. Yeah, they were, like, looking at the readings, like, what the fuck? I don't know what he was doing there originally. But it was funny. Um, they were just fucking, like, reading the paper, eating. <laughs> they weren't paying attention to him. Not at he's all. Like, yeah, dying, he was, like, you know? <laughs> completely over the top. Yeah. Spazzed out. And they're just like, you know, they're just reading whatever. It took them five ever to notice. <laughs> I thought this um, brought up a weird... I extrapolated too much on this point when I was thinking about it. Because I was like, okay, they're very inept. And mm-hmm. throughout this movie, we kind of see people being, you know, people in OCP and stuff being inept at stuff. Like yeah. not not being competent. Yeah. Kind of a banality of evil sort of thing. Like... It doesn't require an evil mastermind to do something that turns out to be quite evil. Yeah. To be in charge of a, an evil corporation like that. Yeah. It's a bunch of a bunch of dummies working together can still build something dangerous. Right. Yeah. And I think so many times we see, you know, titans of industry and stuff are actually just kind of dumb guys that that just are in there in there for privileged reasons, basically. Yeah. And I think throughout the film RoboCop, this is how I ended up kind of. It seems to me kind of like a reverse West Wing. Mm, whereas West Wing, everyone's like super idealized. Yeah. So West Wing shows you a good world governed by smart people, right? Mm-hmm. And they figure out the good solutions to do good things. Let's be real. They figure out the middle ground solutions without even trying for a good solution. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Every time they're like, what if we raise the level of debate? And then they like come in with a compromise. And what if we give people a tax credit? Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. Fair, yeah, but I think it's presented. Competence. As the good solution, right? Yeah, competent people coming up with the good They're solution. They're all about Ivy League. They're all about knowledge. Yeah. Credentials, yeah. Whereas RoboCop shows you a bad world governed by dumb people. And you might interpret it as like, well, you know, people in charge are clumsy and dumb, and therefore we have problems. So maybe if people were better and smarter, things would be good. I don't know. I don't I don't agree with that. Like you can't just fix and uh, put smart people in charge because they're going to come up with, like you said, as as stupid and not (laughs) not good enough solutions like they do in the West Wing. I mean, they would just be like technocratic stuff. Yeah, I think so. There's this term I hear about on it, like online a lot. It's like intent versus impact. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of plays into this whole conversation of like, okay, like are people are people really bad? Like people love to speculate like is whether or not Trump is actually evil or incompetent. And I'm like, does it matter? Like <laughs> he's still doing bad shit, you know? Like True. I yeah. don't I don't really have time to debate like the morality of people's intent more so than like what are they actually doing? Yeah, that's fair. And even if you put very smart people in charge of something like OCP, like you know, uh, very smart and very conscientious and and good people in charge of it instead of the the comically evil people we see here they would still be trying to maximize their profits and still be trying to get into every market they can and i mean they'd still be causing a lot of terrible problems yeah and like with the presidency even if you have someone in there who is like ivy league very smart whatever like it's still like an imperialist capitalist nation and like they're still gonna do some fucked up shit (laughs) they're just gonna be more presentable while doing it so everyone thinks that it's okay and you can forget about it and Mm -hmm. whatever yeah they can make a nice speech (laughs) 
definitely. I, I would agree with that analysis for sure. So yeah, RoboCop has a dream about... <laughs> getting killed getting killed by the Boddicker gang basically yeah, yeah. Right? he just has a flashback i put it i put a note in here tyler is always on point with her huge glasses game oh the, the lady scientist lady scientist wow we both called her lady scientist she's always got the super yes, big glasses and big stuff coke bottle glasses fabulous 80s hair she's and, cute so yeah i guess robocop runs out of the yeah he just like runs away i guess he, he's angsty i don't know if he like runs out just because he's angsty <laughs> or because he's just on another beat so yeah, he goes out and he he finds this gas station's being held up by one of the Boddicker gang, this little mustachey guy. He's such a dick. He's so mean. There's this poor nerd working there, like reading. What's his name? Emil. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he this guy goes to um, the gas station and like holds up this oh. poor nerd that's working there. He's trying to reduce trigonometry or whatever. Yeah, he's plain geometry. Plain geometry. That's what it was. <laughs> It's mad. The poor guy. I'm like. I felt oh. so bad for him. I hope he escaped. They don't actually. It does not look like he does. <laughs> but yeah, he. How does he handle this guy? I forget. He shows up to stop uh, ML because he's like, you think you're smart enough to dodge a bullet? Huh? You know, talk to me. You know, Robocop shows up and then he turn. ML turns to him and he's like, no, we killed you. We killed you. You can't be. Because uh, I guess it's because Murphy says, dead or alive, you're coming with yes, me. Yes, he says the same line. Because I'm like, how did, did he recognize his chin? I mean, it's a good chin, again. <laughs> <laughs> he's been dreaming about that chin ever That's since he saw is. him. Or that cop who tried to <laughs> tried to arrest me. I can't stop thinking of his chin. <laughs> and so he starts shooting at him. They They end up making a mess. Yes, the gas. Yeah, the gas line starts leaking everywhere. And Emil gets the bright idea. Let's set the place on fire. He does do that. And this is when we hope, we really hope that the college boy made it out. I hope so. He was nice. Because he starts running as soon as he sees this, the gas go everywhere. And I don't know if he notices Emil mm-hmm. look down at a cigarette or something, but he's like, oh, fuck, and gets out. <laughs> I'm headcanoning that he got out. He, yeah, me too. In my fanfic, he's alive. The gas station blows up. <laughs> Robocop shoots Emil's... Uh, bike and makes him crash or something mm-hmm. i guess he's fine though eventually because we see him later <laughs> and he, again did not arrest him nope just stopped him from <laughs> doing a crime no yeah not even stopped him from doing a crime actually like got him to instead of robbing the place blow the place up changed yeah, his he crime made a worse crime category <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back to the police station and this is where we get to see his very cool spiky usb drive which is just a spike in his hand yeah <laughs> And he accesses the police database. Very good UI, by the way. Just seems really intuitive. <laughs> it's not. It's bad. It's just like a series of boxes or something, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like a like a Super Nintendo menu select screen. To be fair, it was only it was at the same time as maybe a NES or something. So <laughs> that's <yeah>. true. <laughs> yeah. So he starts because he recognizes the guy. So he's he looks up his picture. He like uploads it to the database and matches it. And they find out him and they find out that he's an associate with uh, Clarence. And so he's like, oh, shit, I recognize that guy. And so they saw he pulls up Clarence's file and they see that he was guilty of the murder of him. <laughs> so of Murphy, which he heard, he actually heard earlier from Lewis, who was like, are you Murphy or something like that? And so he clicks on Murphy and like sees his picture and that he's dead and his address and he's like oh shit that's me that's gotta be heavy man like dude yeah looking up your own death record and 
and goes to his old house. Yeah, they have like a, a tele-realtor there. <laughs> I like that, yeah. <laughs> Which, as someone who is buying a house, I was like, man, that'd be pretty convenient. <laughs> so you think that would be better than an in-person realtor? I think so, because like when you go on so many tours, it all starts to feel the same anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same thing. <laughs> Everyone's just like, they give you the fact sheet and... You ask how old is the roof, and it's just the same bullshit every time. Okay. <laughs> it's not fun, especially not in a mask in Texas summer. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That would be terrible. He So he goes to his old house, which is a veritable mansion for a, just a, a one-income cop, cop family. Yeah, because his wife didn't have a job, it looked like. Yeah, I mean, maybe, she, maybe did. she did. We, didn't, we don't really have that information, I guess. But given that women are really only partners to men in this <laughs> world... Uh, there was like didn't. one woman in that boardroom earlier, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Diversity. Never mind. She probably has a job. So. I mean, literally one, though. And Tyler is a scientist. And there's a secretary. Tyler's an esteemed scientist in the in OCP. That's true. So. That's true. I don't know if they ever say her name in the movie, but when I paused it one time while watching, and it did the little like characters thing on the bottom. Oh, the little yeah. X-ray. He so yeah he find, you know he goes to his house and then he basically freaks out. It's just too much. For, he has flashbacks. Which is fair. He got turned into a robot. He died. Yeah, I'd be freaked out if I died too. <laughs> no judgment. I wouldn't be freaked out if I died, but if I were alive again, yeah, yeah, I guess he came afterward. Out. Then yeah, and then he goes and hauls off one of the other members of the gang. Yeah, he goes to the from club. a club. Yeah, titties out at the club. By the way, I <laughs> like a true queer. Every time you're there are titties, I wrote down. You're our titties tracker. I'm on boob watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he drags him out by his hair. It was gross. And he, at some point, his gun gets like thrown to, or he knocks the gun yes. out of his hand, and, and just, somebody just like <laughs> catches it, and it's just like cool, cool <laughs> gun. Dancing. Yeah, they just keep dancing. I love it. I was like, what is this world? Very Why does cool that club. happen? <laughs> I don't remember if he doesn't. Does he do anything to him or no? Never. Him? They never follow up on it. They just cut to to Bobby's house. Because I didn't put anything else on my notes. No, on me that. either. So he just does that, and then we see that guy later on. Yeah, so. again, lets him go. <laughs> He's a known associate in Clarence Boddicker's gang. Both of those guys are. Yeah. And he doesn't haul them in, even though they're public enemy number and, one. Yeah, they're wanted for all kinds of crimes. Does not care. He just wants to know information, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you're right. We go to Bob's place next. Yeah, he's up and there's with a some, party. Yeah, he's with some ladies and some cocaine, about to have a good evening. It's the 80s, man. Coke yeah. and ladies. That's where I was at. Honestly, yeah. What's not to like? <laughs> His evening is ruined when Boddicker busts in Clarence. Oh, and he just okay. says, bitches, leave. <laughs> the best line of the movie. It was really easily. good. <laughs> and they, they're out. They have a showdown. And at first, man, Bob is like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. You know, all this shit. And Monica just shoots him multiple times. <laughs> Does not give a shit. Finally, he's like, he yells at him. He's like, stop, stop. Please don't kill me. All right. <laughs> like he, he changed oh, over yeah, real yeah. quick once he got shot a few times. Changed from cocky to begging. And then he pulls a grenade. Uh, we get to see Bob's epic entertainment system, which is like an entire wall of his house. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, and then he watches the video from Dick Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm cashing you out, Bob. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I was imagining like, how long do you think that Dick spent 
coming up with that line. He took like several takes. <laughs> I'm crossing you out. No, that doesn't sound no, good. No, that's, that's not good enough. <laughs> he, he does the grenade. And I have in my notes the horniest way to pull a grenade ring. He like does it with this like tongue. It was very weird. L- he licks all over the grenade and then I guess leaves that on the table or something. Yeah, just out of reach, basically, because he got shot in the leg, so he can't like, get to it. Poor Bobby tries to get it. Dies. Next is the Coke factory. Oh, yeah. Coca- <laughs> oh, no. Uh, cocaine. No, not that kind. Yeah. Uh, the Coke factory, there's like kind of an argument or something between the weird mustachioed... Like Italian guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very Italian oh, guy. Oh, doesn't he call him Italian in some way? Or yeah, he calls, he calls him, calls him a, a slur. <laughs> I think he calls him, yeah, the W slur he's like yeah shoot this motherfucker or something and yeah and they you know they do a a standoff and then robocop shows up i guess in the middle of it yeah he has one gun by the way i thought he would have more guns but it's a very big gun i guess it's big it doesn't i it's not like it's like a it's not a machine gun yeah it's, it's just not like a machine a, gun is it it's got like multiple rounds going off at once so maybe it counts but as established i don't know anything about guns yeah you're our boobs correspondent I'm our guns correspondent. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good at my job because I don't know that much about guns either. But More than me. But like I thought, I mean, obviously it's incorrect because I've watched the movie now, but like culturally, I thought Robocop was going to have like lasers or like his arms were guns. Like I thought there would be more weapons. Mega Man has arms as guns, but. Yeah. Or like Iron Man. The guy, no, the guy in, you know, uh, he's in X-Men, the guy with the lasers. Oh, uh, Cyclops. Yeah. He's yeah. got laser things. So you're kind of melding a few <laughs> robotic sort of superheroes. To They're all the same. Superheroes, Robocop. Um, <laughs> he shows up, starts shooting these honest cocaine factory workers. Um, <laughs> uh, they're just doing the job, man. I don't know. They don't They don't seem to be doing anything too bad a lot. I mean. Although they do pull out guns from nowhere. Yeah, so. everyone there has a gun. <laughs> I don't understand how Robocop doesn't get hit in the chin, his one weak point. Why did they build that? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, what's the point? I mean, to make him seem more human, maybe, I, but it's just an unarmored portion for no reason. I have a lot of questions about the Robocop program. So they used a dead guy. Yeah. So the idea, I think, behind a lot of cyborg stuff in, like, sci-fi is that, like, oh, like, you want him to be human so they can still make decisions and, like, it's not AI and stuff like that. So that way you won't have glitches like fucking ED did. But, I mean, if they're erasing his memories and his personality, then, like, you're back with a shell. I guess it's just so you don't have to build the whole robot. Right. So, uh, I think what they're saying, is what the theory would be, is that it's a cheap way to kind of bootstrap a neural network. Mm. You don't have to build a brain that can do all the brain shit, like independent thinking and all that. You can program it how you want to independently think within your parameters. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to build a brain. You don't have to build a, like, like data. You don't have to build a positronic brain. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, what's the advantage then? Because it's not like you're just like, you know, it's not like he's a true cyborg where you're just grafting on armor and shit, you know. It's, it's, most of him is gone, it seems like. Yeah, because he doesn't really have too many organic functions. He just has kind of an input paste and that's it. Does he poop? Oh, I I was actually thinking that, like. (laughs) Probably not. Like, there's probably not any waste in the paste. Probably not. Like, it's just what he needs. They did say know? it's all his nutrients, yeah. So it's just it's just fuel. Robocop does not poop. This just in. He may give up, give off some vapors or something. Like, you know. Or maybe he has, like, a cartridge. He just spits out a little pellet. <laughs> He's like an owl. <laughs> anyway. 
so yeah back to, away from his bowel movements um <laughs> he starts lighting people up and yeah he's really op in the yeah everybody he guns him down he start he get he gets to Boddicker and just starts throwing him through every last window yeah. in that place <laughs> And then Boddicker gets up, come on, I work for Dick Jones. I work for Dick Jones. Yeah, spills the beans totally. Yeah, this is where we find out the key twist mm-hmm. that OCP is illegally, via Dick Jones, running the baddest of the criminal outfits in the town. Yep. And then on the legal side, running the cops used to hunt them. Yep. They are playing both sides. Classic Palpatine move here. <laughs> Uh, that's how you know you're doing something right. I mean, both sides of the conflict, yeah. <laughs> I put in my notes that this is, to me, very American foreign policy. Ooh, okay. Elaborate. Well, so in a lot of cases, we end up funding some sort of rebel insurgent program or something that en- ends up being a terrorist organization or ends up being a rogue state that we don't like or whatever, because in the short term, it's an enemy of our enemy sort of thing. Yeah. We help these guys out, and then we also, of course, end up help- end up funding and sending in troops to to hunt them down or funding the government of that country to hunt them down that's true i feel like a lot of us don't hear about the installation part of that so much (laughs) like i I, that's all often hidden in like oh rebel groups installed this guy and it's like okay well whose guns did they use (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. you don't really hear about the background of it or like you know we come out of the blue with terrorist organizations and it's like you know these guys used to be you know the mujahideen back in the day and we set them up or something Mm -hmm. you know and you you don't you don't get that side of it because it's embarrassing (laughs) and they don't want people to know that (laughs) yeah but it's very much playing different sides off of each other he basically made a deal with clarence that he could have all the crime the organized crime in New Delta City. Yeah, so he's already setting up a little local warlord. Yeah, that he can that he can use as his puppet there, and probably that he can use as a scapegoat. You know that he can. Be oh like, yeah. Oh, Boddicker's gangs doing all these things. Meanwhile, they actually like we still need all these cops, all these Robocops or ED whatevers to actually to maintain control. Boddicker, you know, stays around as long as he's useful to Dick Jones. That's the plan. It's also kind of reflective of our domestic policy too i mean not just america i don't think but countries that run you know capitalist economic systems that drive people into poverty then criminalize that poverty because you know poverty is very criminalized in our society oh absolutely all the measures against like homeless people Mm -hmm. like you know loitering and then using the police to then go after that population that you have just criminalized and Dallas has a huge homeless population and like there's all these tent cities that pop up Mm -hmm. and every now and then they just kick them out and they have to go set up somewhere else. Yeah. And obviously, again, the same pattern in Robocop. It's directly in your face that this is what's happening. The OCP is directly doing Mm -hmm. this and directly doing that. In our case, it's a little more indirect. You know, America's not overtly doing some of this stuff, but it is kind of it's an undertext sort of thing. They go back to OCP at this point. Well, he arrests Boddicker. Oh, he actually makes his, his Robocop's first arrest. <laughs> Baby's first arrest. He did it. <laughs> he was just, he wanted his first time to be special. <laughs> he arrests Boddicker, who is smugly kind of like complaining the whole time. Like, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Just give me my phone call. You know, he spits on their like ledger or whatever yeah. at this police station. <laughs> I think at this point we see. Somebody there is talking about, oh, we definitely got a strike or whatever, because they're 
yeah, yeah. facing cuts and stuff. And then the sergeant says, without cops, this city would tear itself apart. <laughs> I mean, based on what happens in the movie, it definitely does. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm still thinking kind of like, okay, this is tongue in cheek. Like, Mirovin's yeah, kind of yeah. like making fun this of this. seems satirical. But then you're right. Yeah, later on. Um, they, they prove it to be true. On the other hand, though, here's something that kind of a critique you could level back at that and say, well, the city isn't tearing itself apart already. It al- it's already shit. So it's just going to be torn apart in a different way. I'm sure there's research on this on like what happens when actual cop strike happen. Is it just crazy? Crimes went down in New York City when that happened. <laughs> Cool. It was in 1971 that New York uh, City Police Department, uh, from January 14th to January 19th, they had basically a sick out, just calling in sick. Yeah, you know? yeah. During the six days, you know, they had a very, like, 15% of its regular force sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there was no surge of crime or unrest. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, but everybody would go crazy. All the criminals called in sick, too. Yeah, they're like, ah, how come they get to get the day off? <laughs> yeah. But RoboCop leaves at that point to go to OCP. Um. So, yeah, he goes up the cool capsule elevator and he confronts Dick Jones. Still not the big boss, but VP. And he starts to arrest him because he's like, oh, you're working with Boddicker. And then our old pal, Directive 4, shows back up. Oh, I totally so... called it, by the way. It's excellent. <laughs> Director four is no arresting senior officers of OCP. Yes. So he starts having this breakdown because he can't do it. Mm-hmm. He can't do what he's trying to do. And Dick Jones is just laughing at him or whatever. It's just saying out in the open. It's just at the end of the day, cops can do these useful things. But if they try to turn it on the people in power, you know, in this case, OCP or the government or or however, like a, a private force or whatever it is, whatever entity, if they try to turn it on they're masters, they're going to get shut down. Or they try to turn it on fellow police officers. I was going to say, yeah. This is what we're, this is explicitly shown here, but that's kind of what also happens. In New York City, for example, de Blasio seems like he's like he's so cowed by his police department. Like they, they will talk yeah. shit about like his family and, and put his family's information out there. And he's just like, yeah. oh, the police department, they're great. That's insane. What an idiot, you know? I mean, if you have this heavily militarized force, that, like, from what I've read on their training, like, there's this really popular Medium article a while back on, like, hey, I used to be a cop, and, like, yeah, the cops suck. And he was talking about how it is kind of cult-like in how they're trained and how they see each yeah. other. They see each other as this, honestly, as, like, a military unit, as, like, brothers in arms or whatever. A and they will do anything to protect each other, including covering up fucking crimes and all kinds of shit. It's, it yeah. is brotherhood first. I mean, what do you do with that? You can't. That's just a game. Yeah, you can't reform that. <laughs> that's just the mafia. That's just, yeah, it's yeah an organized yeah. crime outfit. And, like, that's why they, like, fucking are harsh on rats. That's why they, uh, people who are whistleblowers, they'll get, usually they'll get fired. Like, there's whole, like, lists of people who've, you know, tried to be the good cop, you know, on the inside. And then it mm-hmm. usually does not work out well for them. <laughs> no. I also put on here, like, if you're talking not just about cops trying to turn on the police but like the police trying to go after uh, higher elements in in society like if they target too powerful of a group it's it's unsuccessful like you can't do that and obviously it's not like the entire police force ever tries that but like for here's an example uh the financial crisis the great recession 2008 at that time we had 2.3 million americans incarcerated 
for the global financial crisis when the banks fail and everything because people <laughs> mismanaged it and wrecked the economy. How many bankers do you think went to jail for that? I think two, right? In America, literally one per, <laughs> one, one banker okay. went to jail. Wow, that one guy. Well, it's not just it's not just America because in the world, a global financial crisis, other banks were doing stuff too. In the world, a total of 47 bankers. So we can blame the whole thing on 47 dudes. 47 dudes wrecked the global economy. Wow. Directive number four, don't go after the senior officers. Yeah. Don't go after the people who make the law. You know, it's every police department or security force or intelligence agency or military or whatever, right? They enforce these codes, those first three directives or whatever their case is. They enforce those codes. And even if they try to do it neutrally, the code is built to in the interest of the people who created it. Yeah. Um, and the way that they actually enforce it in practice, they, they do that in a way to benefit, like we said, the cops themselves or the people who are their superiors. There's not really a neutral arbiter of the law like we try to see in RoboCop. No. It doesn't happen. And, and even when you think it does, here comes Directive 4 to say, nope. Yeah. Even further, like, not all laws are good. And I, mm-hmm. I've been astounded by how many things are illegal if you are rich and... It's encouraged even like, you know, like evading taxes is encouraged. It's like, well, that's just what you do. Yeah, because if you get caught, it's cheaper than it doesn't ever amount to whatever you got away with. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's an entire industry of like lawyers and CPAs just to avoid that shit. And so it's like, like pay your taxes. Just, just do it. <laughs> I'm the tax czar. The tax czar strikes again. <laughs> back to this. Back to the scene. Yes. Uh, Dick Jones whips out a secret weapon. Ed 209. Oh, yeah. Ed 209, they they shoot at each other for a while. They proceed to basically blow up the building. Someone Uh, launches missiles in this fight. What? You are in an office building, dude. Collateral damage. Yeah, like, surely there's other people there. (laughs) It gets taken down by its nemesis, the stairs. Stairs? (laughs) How much money do you think they sank into this this R&D and they didn't think about stairs? It was so expensive. It had to be, right? This is like their version of our F-35. It's super expensive. And it still doesn't fucking work. They're going to sell this fucking robot to the military and it can't go up and downstairs. Yeah, it's super high tech, steady art, whatever. Makes billions (laughs) for them in their contracts. but And it's complete overkill. You don't need like these missile launchers and shit to to enforce crime. (laughs) Or even for most military applications. But yeah, it gets taken down by something low-tech like stairs. (laughs) I think it's a great parallel, though, to America's high-tech arsenal of everything military-wise, right? We we build Ed 209-type stuff. Yet, what what good does it do us in the jungles of Vietnam or the deserts of Iraq? You know, they can blow somebody up with an IED, fuck somebody up with a a tunnel pit thing. Like another movie parallel would be like in Star Wars or something. I was going to say, yeah, it's a very much a a Stormtrooper Ewok situation. Yeah, with the chicken walkers getting torn up. Mm -hmm. Or with with the Death Star, the classic Death Star that is got to be a multi-trillion dollar project uh, that has an exhaust port that blows the whole thing up. (laughs) Oh, just the incompetence of men is really what this movie should be. This should be the subtitle. That's definitely a part of it. The cops surround 
surround RoboCop as he tries to get out of there. Yeah, and Lewis shows up. Yeah, Lewis shows up to help him get away. I guess she's not part of that, like, circular that like firing squad they do on him right i yeah i don't know where she showed up or how she knew where to go but yeah she just pulls into the garage and she's like come with me (laughs) and whisks them away they get away from that massacre of robocop everyone's just like and somebody complains about it but they're like shut the fuck up and they just shoot him. yeah yeah they don't want to shoot him at first because they're like he's one of us even though at the beginning of the movie they hated him but whatever and then they just they they all got him down because at the end of the day they all have their directive for two right that's true. They all get told, hey, this guy's bad. Take him out. And they do mm-hmm. it. But yeah, they have the news break. And then I guess we get back to Boddicker. Yes, he visits OCP. He is really gross with the secretary. Just yeah, super sexually harasses her. And then he goes in and talks to Dick Jones, who tells him, you know, we're going to give you all these all these military-grade weapons and this tracking <laughs> device, and we need you to go take out RoboCop. You know? Yep. At some point, he drops the line, we practically are the military. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Again, out in the open. Uh, yeah. The defense contractors, man, they, they basically, I mean, they manufacture all the super expensive equipment and everything that our military relies on. Yeah. So he six Boddicker on RoboCop. Yeah. And RoboCop is hiding out the warehouse. My note here is a surprising amount of faces left of him. He takes off his helmet. <laughs> this is kind of back to what we were saying like why did they give him a you know why did they make the, why did they give him a face if all they needed was the brain yeah what is the point they cover half of it up anyway it's a it's maybe it's just a design choice they thought it would look neat <laughs> sure <laughs> but yeah he's just like musing and mowing yeah sulking which understand sulking yeah licking his wounds then i guess the next scene is the police strike the looting <laughs> This is what people think a world without cops would be. Yeah. I was wondering, like, okay, is this is this actually trying to parody what people think that this would be? Yeah. What people think the world would be like without cops? Is it kind of a parody of that and saying, whoa, of course, you know, sure, yeah, everything goes crazy. <laughs> or is he, Or does he actually think that, like, somebody needs to ensure law and order or else chaos? Yeah. Know, but. I don't know, because at the end, yeah, Robocop is, like, going after bad guys. But people are breaking windows and stuff, and of course Boddicker's gang comes in. <laughs> they start using their OCP weapons to light up cars. Yeah, yeah, they just, like, have a little party out there, a little gun party. I like that the laughing henchman gets his car blown up. The, yeah, he has, like, a hyena laugh. Yeah, I was happy when his car was blown up, because he's so yeah, annoying. Yeah, he's annoying. I definitely identify with the feeling of getting a a new cool gun and blowing up (laughs) cars with it, but only from my time playing GTA. (laughs) I was going to say, this does feel very GTA. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like where they were, it was like a super seedy area. It was like a porn store or whatever and like a strip club. Like It was just very much like, this is the seedy underbelly. Yeah, the vice-ridden old Detroit that they're trying to clear away. All right, then we get into the final showdown. Yeah, they take the tracking device. They go find where RoboCop is hiding out. Dude does not put his helmet back on, which I'm like, what the fuck? You already had too much face exposed. This is just stupid. The ba- the bad guys here are terrible shots. They're really bad. They miss with, like, sniper bazookas. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I, do don't, miss? I don't understand. There are some, again, some stormtrooper level action here. Yeah. Very bad shots. We get the big fight at some point. 
Um, the toxic waste was way oh. too gross. I fast forwarded. That was they lingered way too much on that. That was so some guy falls scary. in Emil from before, he <laughs> gets turned horrible. into a monster via this toxic waste vat that he crashes into, and then he goes to his friend, the guy that got dragged off by his hair, to try to help him. And the guy's like, "Don't fucking touch me, man!" Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, and then he he gets like wasted on somebody's car. At some point, RoboCop gets hunks of metal dropped mm-hmm, on him. Mm-hmm. Lewis gets shot, and my note is, maybe they could be RoboCops together. <laughs> ah, <laughs> RoboCop couple. Yeah. I don't know how badly she gets shot. It looks pretty bad. To be fair, she was only important in terms of RoboCop, so... <laughs> yeah, she was really just a supporting character. <laughs> I wrote here that Boddicker does something really stupid. He's got a reach weapon. And he stabs, and he stabs RoboCop with it. Mm-hmm. But then he goes and gets all up in his melee range. Yeah, that was not a good idea. <laughs> he gets <laughs> fucking owned with that the USB spike thing. Yeah, it's like a more violent version of R two D 2s like it is interface thing. <laughs> it's it's a badass version of it. And he just he opens up his aorta, man, oh. and he's just like, it was nasty. There is so much blood. Murphy, oh, after the, so, so Lewis does survive the fight because Murphy tells her something. He says, uh, mm. they'll fix you. They fix everything. Oh yeah. That was creepy. And I was like, about OCP. Is that, do you think that's a good fate considering what you've just been through? Look at, you just got shot by their own fucking goons. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, you really think they're going to help the woman that tried to take down their private crime force? Yeah. But he thinks that they'll make everything better. They'll fix it somehow. RoboCop in this particular instance and people who like believe in him or support him in that sort of project, they're kind of like our world's liberal or technocratic reformers, <laughs> you know, they think like everything can be tamed and be fixed and be made more fair. Technology is always and, good. Yeah. Well, like you can fix these fundamental problems if you can put, put people with the right prime directives in place and the right technology in place, give them powerful enough tools, and then they will be able to do good things and fix yeah. things. Not realizing that, like, actually the people who are doing all that stuff are also <laughs> are also running the bad guys. Too. Yeah. It's also, like, it's very fascistic to, like, say, oh, they'll fix you and, you know, maybe they'll make you a RoboCop or something. Maybe we have RoboCops everywhere. Like, dude, that's a police state. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you think you've done good in this? Like, you've brutally assaulted several attempted crimes like (laughs) you didn't arrest anyone again you didn't arrest anyone and you just fucked them up you just beat them up without due process yeah and so we're shown in the movie some really terrible crimes being committed the rape guy sure he deserved it violence being done (laughs) to people if you have a robocop program like this you'll have them stopping those over-the-top violent crimes but you'll also have those are relatively rare compared to like drug offenses, you know, or being in the country without documentation. And RoboCops will also be enforcing that those laws just as ruth- okay. ruthless. Literally, the next scene, he goes up to OCP and fucking uh, one of the droids is there and says that they're going to shoot him if he doesn't leave the property. So, like, apparently, private parking tickets, like, they're going to shoot you for that. <laughs> Execute, yeah, illegal parking. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, that is where he heads next to OCP headquarters at 209. They have their little showdown. He's threatened with death because he's parked illegally. 
So, <laughs> you know, just like RoboCops would be hauling everyone off. Ed 209 would be, you know, gunning people down Fuck. for smoking a joint, you know. No, they, they have a fight. RoboCop wins. And Ed 209 just, like, blows up. Yeah, I, I don't think. even remember how that fight goes. I don't have any notes on it. The only note that I made was that this explosion happens literally on OCP's doorstep. <laughs> And the boardroom meeting way up high continues. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't care or notice. <laughs> yeah, you were mentioning earlier that like they're so far removed from this stuff happening. And that's kind of yeah. what's going on here. They're li- literally physically so far removed <laughs> from an explosion on their doorstep. You know, the real world that they, they don't <laughs> notice that this, this is happening. It's when, when we look at when we had the protests after George yeah. Floyd's murder, so much of the establishment, liberal or conservative, were just like blindsided or the economic establishment. They were just like, whoa, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Black Lives Matter, let's fix these things. But like it was just out of the blue for them, even though. Yeah, they were shocked. Yeah. Even though that this stuff had been happening for so long mm-hmm. right in front of their faces, they were so far removed from it. They didn't realize that that had been happening. And I feel like they only paid attention because like of the violence that followed, honestly. Yeah, because they got scared. Yeah. yeah. And like you see that happening again now like as protests continue, like the only ones that get media attention are the violence. Yep. Uh anyway, I guess RoboCop <laughs> goes up to the yeah. boardroom. They're having what are they they're presenting something. I think Dick Jones is just talking about how he's going to how he's going to roll out the edge yeah, and everything. Yeah. He's got a right. business boner. RoboCop comes in with his still bloody data spike thing and plugs it into the computer. (laughs) You'd think the blood would mess up the computer. (laughs) Right? Like, that can't be good. That can't be good. I know you can't get computers wet. I imagine blood counts. (laughs) (laughs) He shows them the Mm. confession, uh, basically, of Dick Jones saying, Yeah, I had to kill Bob. You know, he kind of reveals his, uh, the information he has. And then he like is he's still struggling though with like the the directive. I almost said prime directive. I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, <laughs> <laughs> but he's still struggling with directive four because he wants to like apprehend him. So he's like fighting against his own body. So yeah, he takes him hostage and he's still struggling. And then the old man just says, "You're fired." His corporate bylaws to the rescue, yeah. man. He <laughs> fires him and then he's like, he's no longer a member of OCP. Fuck yeah, and he. I can get him. Guns yeah. him down. And a very good CGI fall out of this really tall building. <laughs> uh, yeah. A, our certified psychopath Johnson, after this, uh, it has this big yes. stupid grin and a thumbs up. Yes, he does a thumbs up at this death. This dude just found out that his boss had his colleague killed, <laughs> murdered, and then watched as this big robot guy shot that boss out of a window <laughs> to his certain death. And he's cool. like, cool. <laughs> Cowabunga. He's a complete. Yeah, fan. he is. He just wants his baby food. There are so many complete lunatics really in this movie. <laughs> Everyone's a little unstable. Everyone. Every, I mean, Johnson, yeah. Dick Jones, Bob Morton. All both of, of those Clarence guys definitely. They're, they're crazy. All of his gang is just nuts. Murphy, when he's out there, Cowboy leaning out the yep. car, shooting it. Uh, Everyone's <laughs> what a, insane. Uh, the guy with the gun in the club who's just like, cool, a gun. gun, and just keeps dancing. Like, what a lunatic. Everyone who enjoys that fucking television show. Yes, every single person who laughed at it. Uh, cops that try to gun down RoboCop. All of, is this a, every, almost every character is. There's not a normal person in this movie. For real. 
And then it just ends. <laughs> yeah, I think the old man asks him what his name is, and he says, Murphy. And then, yeah, they just show the, the title again. Like, there's no wrap-up. We don't find out, okay, <laughs> you know, does does Lewis get turned to a RoboCop? Does RoboCop get to continue being a cop? What I just... Does OCP build Delta City? Do they clear out the other residents? Are they... Do they get in trouble for all of this? Probably not. They just think it's that one guy. Oh, OCP would totally cover this up. Why would they... What incentive do they... No one else yeah, knows about true. it. Yeah, that's true. The problem is solved now. RoboCop has no directive to go... And he also still has... They never take away the fourth directive. That's true. It's just no longer applies because Dick Jones was that's fired. That's true. He still serves OCP <sighs> and... We'll have to go along with them as they cover yeah, everything up. Yeah, I thought that was very, very weird. <laughs> just there's no <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> I think that's kind of purposeful. Like there isn't. This does not get solved. Yeah, yeah. The actual like cruelty of this is not fixed. That's a good point. And every you know, RoboCop's going to keep ruthlessly gunning people down in the dick. You know, <laughs> he's going to keep throwing people through windows, and there are going to be more of them. Man. And they're all going to have the fourth directive. Yeah. OCP is going to build Delta City. Oh, God. Uh, and they're going to clear out, you know, they're going to gentrify en masse the entire old Detroit area. Man, that's bleak. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, what is the news story going to be about that? It's going to be that the Boddicker gang was brought to justice. Finally, this scourge of crime is going to be removed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dick Jones... They can probably clean that up and just have him suicide himself. Or they could just blame it all on him. They could. Yeah, they could say that he did this crazy thing. And I'm thinking about other movies that, I mean, I think having a corporate bad guy is pretty common in a lot of pop culture, which I think is weird. Not mm-hmm. because I don't think corporations are bad, because most... But it's always an evil person. Exactly. In it's always one guy, like, you know, like in... I don't know. Who is personally too greedy yes. and not, like, socially responsible. Well, I think, too, it's the issue with storytelling. Like, I've tried writing stuff, and it's very hard to, like, your main conflict, it's very hard for that to be systemic. (laughs) It's easier to just be like, okay, there's a bad guy. Kill that guy. You're done. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, You have to have someone with a face Mm -hmm. to actually have the showdown. But that is where it ends. It just. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) What's your star rating? Out of five? Uh, I'll give it a four. Okay. It's not, it's not quite up to my top, 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 top Mm -hmm. tier, but I do like it. I would give it maybe a 3.5. I'm only saying that because I feel like a four is something I would rewatch and I don't know if I would rewatch this. I think, okay. So here's actually, I guess just if you just want to watch a movie Mm -hmm. and you don't want to really kind of critique it. Yeah, then I would give it like a, a three. Yes. It is kind of fun. Yes. But if you're like going into it like, you know, big brain style and you're <laughs> like, oh man, I'm going to really like get to the, and you want to really have fun with your theories and stuff. Because yeah. obvi- there are so many different ways you could interpret this. Like this is our look at it. Of course, we're going to come away with kind of a leftist spin on it. But If like, you had an authoritarian watch this, they'd be like, oh, this is what we need. Yeah, they could come up with some, you know, bad stuff, <laughs> but interesting. Um if you want to do that work to it, it's got a lot of material there yeah. for you. And, you, you know, so I think in that sense, that's where it's a four. I would watch it again with someone who hadn't seen it and like get get a little drunk with them and discuss it. Yeah. 
we're not doing any sort of corner this week because we're devoting that all to next week. Because next week we're doing a listener Q&A episode. All right. Yeah. We've got, we've rounded up a few. Uh, so we'll talk about those. I saw some interesting ones in here, so it'll be good. Um, and so, yeah, if you have one, go ahead and send it in. It might make it into the episode. And if not, we'll get to it later. We're pretty good about that. We also got some uh, suggestions, a couple of suggestions for movies to watch in the future yes. so next time we want to do a communist movie net well, like we had just i don't know i definitely added frida to the list i love frida example. it's a good movie bicon <laughs> next time we do movie night i think we should do that one because it's kind of a role reversal i've watched this one before yeah but you haven't so yeah, I, I know a lot about frida kahlo <laughs> but that'll be a way yeah yeah road, that's future times but uh, but yeah, next time we're doing listener questions. So if you have one you'd like to send in, you can email us at teachmecommunism at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Instagram. I've been getting some of those. I've also been getting some really nice tweets lately. Some people are like recommending the pod. So thank you for doing that. I try to awesome. like those when I can. And some good reviews too. So yeah, make sure you review us on Apple Podcasts. That makes me very yeah. happy. Um, you can find us elsewhere on the internet. Um, Instagram is at teachmecommunism.com. Twitter, like I mentioned, if you want to recommend us to your pals, it's very nice. Uh, we are at Teach Communism there. Uh, we are also on YouTube now. Just search Teach Me Communism if you want to use that to listen to the pod. Patreon, patreon.com slash teachmecommunism. And sometime in the future, we're going to be uploading our episode notes to that. Yeah, we actually got our first patron. I saw that. Big shout out to Veronica. Yeah, thanks, Veronica. Number one fan right Hell now. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're going to be adding our episode notes. So like every week, depending on who's doing the research um, for this, you know, both of us took notes while we watched the movie. Uh, but for Emma Goldman, like I took notes on biography stuff. So we're going to be uploading those. Most of my notes are stupid. So maybe people will like them. <laughs> <laughs> I make I put a lot yeah. of LOLs in all caps in my notes. So You'll find out how much I read from my notes sometimes or how much I ad lib <laughs> if you sync them up. I yeah, guess. it's going to be like a note card. <laughs> So yeah, stay tuned for that content coming to Patreon. Thanks for watching RoboCop with me and <laughs> yeah. discussing it, you know. It was a lot of fun. I, like I said, I did a lot of yelling from my couch. Just <laughs> just confused laughter. <laughs> yeah, I think the most common phrase on my notes is WTF. <laughs> All right, listeners, you can catch us next week on another episode of Teach Me Communism where the class struggle is always in session. Hell yeah. Bye. Later.